0: Hi, everybody! Welcome back to Let's Talk PMA. Today, we do have a very special guest. Um, this is our friend Glennis. Glennis, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself,
1: absolutely. Um, my name is Glennis Machula. I am a time mastery coach. So I help people up-level their lives through using their time better, um, creating intentional routines for themselves, and also intentional scheduling. So that's what I like to do. That's my jam.
0: That's That's amazing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what experience do you have with um, coaching? We've talked a lot about you and your husband, kids that were in sports, and coach
1: some. So can you give us a little bit of that background? Sure. Um, I was actually an athlete back in the day. I was a gymnast. Um, I also um, helped out our basketball team all, th- all the way through high school. I was a stat. So I rode with the team every single week and I had to be out of class to do that kind of activity as well. Um, and then when I had children, um, my husband would coach and I would always be I don't know how I got roped into it, but I did. I was the team mom and I was always having to schedule fields. I was having to do the scheduling for the athletes and both of my kids did some premier level sports. Um, one in particular, he was in the premier level on in soccer. So he played for the MLS sounder Academy when he was a teen and he also, um, was into baseball at the same time doing select baseball it was hard to manage a couple of different things and that particular kid went on to do um d1 level soccer uh at the college level so we have kind of some experience with um coaching the kids and also launching them into those um collegiate areas
2: yeah that's awesome but what we talked about the other day was the son that went into the D1 school. And can you give us a little bit of that experience, like his routine and how he got um, kind of had a downward side for a little bit just because of his schedule, right?
1: Correct. Um, I just spoke to him last night, too, and um, we spoke about that because he was um, across the country at a school in um, that was way out there on the East Coast. And I'm we're obviously on the West Coast here. And um, he was able to play and go to school at the same time, but the way they ma- created their schedule for the athletes there, it didn't really work for them. And they were doing kind of what people call double days or two a days where you uh, work out in the morning and you do like the evening practice as well so the kids would get up and but the dorm didn't have any food yet so they would have to go get up and go to practice on an empty stomach and then work out and then their schedule was so tight that when they went to go back to Um, their class, they, they couldn't even really shower. They had to go like straight to class and that sort of thing. Um, So it was kind of a, it, it really wasn't a great scheduling. Um, It was kind of a scheduling nightmare, the way they had set them up as athletes. And so um, he tried to work through that on his own with his coach and that sort of thing. But it was, um, it, it kind of ended up being something that he it wasn't fun anymore for him at that point, because it seemed like such a grind to be stuck in that uh, situation on a daily basis. Um, and he didn't feel like he could really advocate very well for himself at that point in time. And I found out later, that's why he wanted to kind of quit that, um, the school and, and leave. Um, and now he's actually lives halfway around the world he lives in another country and he's doing really well and he does still play athlete, you know different intramural sports on different um, teams with a lot of ex-college athletes um, he does softball and he also plays in um, soccer um, for those as well so he didn't really lose his love of like the game but it was kind of the situation that he was thrown into at that Mm -hmm. time
2: so with his routine and the two a days and just being so on demand all the time glennis how did you see like did you talk to him constantly did you see like his mental um worthiness of himself did you see that deteriorate or was it just the fact that he didn't like the school anymore
1: He actually never really reached out to us. We didn't even realize that there was an issue. And that's one of the main things is to be aware, I guess, as a college athlete, that you do have things in your power and you can reach out to people. You don't have to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to your parents. You can reach out to the coach. You can reach out to an advisor and try and make things work.
2: Why do you yeah. think that he didn't reach out? Do you think he just wanted to be an adult and do it on his own?
1: Yeah, he's, all, he's, he's like that. He lives in another country. I mean, obviously, and has, has for uh, several years as a young adult, he's um, 27 years old and he's been living somewhere else for about seven years now. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see how, um, you know, if you're very, very independent, how you are able to um, not really accept help at that point. You know, if you truly feel like you covered everything you can. And I probably could have helped to intervene at that point um, as a parent. And I would have loved to if I had known what was going on. And it was kind of too late at that point when he said he wanted to leave. It was like July and he was going back in August. He said, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, then. (laughs) Um, Yeah, now what? But um, he, what was interesting was he didn't lose like the toughness, but what he lost was feeling like he didn't have control over his own life, I feel like. I feel like that was the piece. And when you're um, dealing with uh, athletics, I think in college, I really think preparation is the key. And depending on the program, making sure that you advocate for yourself within that program and, you know, having these doing setting up your routines for yourself and making sure that the coach is on board with it, you know, having a cafeteria open. I mean, that would be, you know, pretty good. And if you, if you don't being able to have something on hand where you can eat prior to like getting out there. You know, there's some steps that we could have taken to uh, help him out. You know, during that time frame.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, as a previous college athlete, I totally understand that. Like, you can't go to practice on an empty stomach. Absolutely not. I mean, some of those practices are two, three hours long. How am I supposed to work through that? How am I supposed to stay mentally tough, let alone physically tough, if I have literally nothing to run on? Um, So that is a challenge. But I think. It's so important and we talk about it a lot, having that open communication um, with coaches. Like I think coaches have to have open communication. And I think that's how you create a successful team, successful players, is by being able to say, Coach, I'm fine with the two-a-days, but can you at least like help us out in getting food? Because we don't even have time in the morning to there's the cafeteria is not open and just and just being able to like communicate that because maybe the coach didn't even realize. You know, like as a coach, there's so many things that you have to think about. And so maybe they're like, maybe they just think, oh, they can handle buying some, you know, granola bars or whatever to get them through the first practice. Um, But I think that's totally a two way street, though. Like the team needs to be able and the athletes need to be able to communicate with the coach as well as the coach needs to be able to have that open communication as well.
2: Well, maybe that's, that's training on the parent side too, you know, before all this starts, maybe it's, you know, the parents saying, okay, well let's find out what your schedule is going to be. You know, you're going to have two a days. So you need to, you know, train our kids to understand that food is key and you have to have energy to get through all these hard times and um, these hard practices. And so teaching our kids the value of food number 1 but just understanding okay you're going to have this schedule so you're going to you're going to have to be mentally prepared so with food with just understanding what that means you know between school and you know your sports and everything else that comes in between so having that discussion and sometimes you know kids don't want to accept our our teaching, but just sometimes just mentioning, hey, let's just sit down for a second and go over the schedule.
1: Yeah, and when you don't know <laughs> that there's a problem, you can't help. No. You, you literally cannot. And in this case, the coach did know uh, what was going on and nothing was done. So it was not a good fit for uh, my son or our family for that program because you know once you um, get in there and it's there's no they're not solution based um and they don't want to solve for anything it's best to you know probably look elsewhere to to be able to further your career in that case right. um, and that was the thing here um I think preparation is the key for all of your routines for athletes and um, also for just, people in general (laughs) just being prepared having that hydration that sleep the nutrition hygiene being able to do brain dumps on a daily basis um and preparing just in the case of like say clothing um or uniforms having those prepared for game day or even for your practices um all of those things go into your routines every day and being able to realize that your routine can set you up for success and that positive mental attitude, or it can actually weigh you down and not help with that. It can make you run late if your routine isn't working, right? It can also make you feel um, nervous ahead of practice, if you're not fully prepared, um, you could feel hungry if you're not getting enough nutrition in and planning that into your day. Um, you could be dehydrated, not getting enough water in. So routines are really important, especially the morning times and the evening times. Being able to get those um, set up so that you're setting yourself up for a, a great day, a great practice, a great game, and that sort of thing I think is is really key.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, there's a coach that actually quoted this. Um, I'll link it down below. I can't remember exactly who it is, but he talks about how you have to fall in love with the preparation. You can't, you can't be a successful athlete or, I mean, honestly, a person in general without falling in love with that preparation. It might be tedious. It might be repetitive, but that's the only way that you are truly going to be prepared. And it's the same thing mentally. It's the same thing with, you know, it's a game day. I have to make sure I eat a really good dinner the night before. And I have to make sure that when I wake up that morning, I eat a good breakfast. I have my uniform and that's all preparation. It's all preparation in your mind and honestly, just your things, (laughs) but your mind is the, it's the same exact way before a game. I have to be able to sit down prepare my mind for this next day and fall in love with that fall in love with how it makes me feel when I am prepared. Yeah, I think that's
2: that's an amazing thing. I mean, think about how good it feels when you're completely prepared for something. Just that internal feeling of, gosh, I got this rather than, oh my gosh, I'm scrambling because I got to get my uniform. I got to get all my stuff ready. I have to find food. I don't have time now. I
1: don't have time to get all done. So now I'm stressed. It's funny. I was ta- speaking with my son last night and I was telling him about, um, you know, preparing for games and that sort of thing. And he actually said, this is really a, a, a great way to look at it is that everybody's nervous before a game. If they're not nervous, there's probably something wrong. Right. Um, right. and he says, you channel that nervousness into excitement and the way he would do that before a game is instead of thinking like oh my gosh i hope i don't screw up in this game i hope i get everything right you know <laughs> having that feeling um equals a feeling of nervousness right so instead thinking i am prepared for this game and it's going to be an awesome match and generating that feeling of excitement to where when you go out there, you have that positive mental attitude and you can switch that around just by switching that thought from the negative um, Nelly thought that results in nervousness to a feeling of excitement. I mean, with a positive thought. So I think that's great. Well, and
0: it's, oh, sorry. It's, It's the same thing as preparing yourself for, if I make a mistake, how am I going to react? If my coach yells at me, how am I going to react? Am I going to let it bring me down? Am I going to let it affect how I'm playing or am I going to say, okay, I made a mistake and I'm just going to work harder for it. Or the coach is yelling at me. I'm not going to listen to the tone of their voice. I'm going to listen to what they're actually saying to me. Um, And so like you can prepare yourself for all the things that you already know you're going to experience.
1: I think athletes too sometimes take things personally when the coaches are, you know, talking to them, and they might raise their voice. We all we we all have seen that. Um, you know, my husband was a number one culprit of that over the years. You know, being able to, you know, kind of yell to the kids, but um, I really think that once you kind of think it's not personal. It's really not personal. They're just saying words to you. And they want the same thing you want. And they're doing that to coach you, to help you, not to bring you down. They're doing it to help move things forward and move things along. Right. The intention Absolutely. behind it is not is not, you know, malicious. Right.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I
2: think, but I think it all kind of interacts together. You know, if you come in to your game or to your practice or wherever you're at, and you come in and you're, you know, not out of your routine, you're you're not, you're scrambling, you're already coming in with a hard mindset of I'm not prepared. And then that goes into how you're going to react to the coach because you're already feeling off. Your mind's not into it already. So so you're already making yourself in a bad spot. So when your coach says something to you, you have the choice of how you're going to take it. But most of the time if you're not prepared, you're going to take it as your coach is seeing through that and you're going to take it as a negative thought. Or if you're prepared and you're already like, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm excited about this game. Yeah, my coach is yelling at me, but I hear that he's just trying to teach me. He's trying to get me to do something that's, you know, better. So I think, you know that routine and how we portray everything all goes together.
1: And the way to do that too, is being prepared means looking at your routine right now and, and really asking yourself, what's working? What isn't working? Like maybe you, you're going running late to practice every day. Well, why is that? Let's back it up. And so you work backwards see what you wanna fit in and maybe you're trying to fit in too much or maybe you're not fitting in the priorities for that period of time. Hmm. So backing it, going backwards and then figuring out your priorities with what it is for that day and then just going from there and getting a set routine that really works for you. I mean, if you're running out of laundry every day, I mean, go out and buy some more underwear and socks. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? It's like, honestly, you know, it's, there's, could be some simple fixes to some of these things. So and playing with the order of things too, how you, how you do things is, is also helpful and like getting enough rest. That's really a a key prep, I think for athletes, because that's when they recover is Mm -hmm. through rest at night and getting enough sleep. And especially with college age kids, they need more sleep than anybody other than someone who's really aged. (laughs) I think um, they really need to sleep. But getting some of those blue light things too, like with the phone, um, being able to do some simple tricks like that with your phone, um, having the blue shade on so you don't get that light from your phone or from your computer, that kind of thing, that can help you um, ease down at night and I know a lot of people love their electronics and they try to use them right up to bedtime, but that's a good way of easing yourself into it. You can put it on a timer. I have mine on a timer. I'm older, so I I, I use 10 p.m. as is when it goes down. <laughs> the blue shade comes down. Well, you're not
2: that old because I'm a lot earlier than that, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah but it's it it is a good good way to do it Mm -hmm. and then getting that um routine down at night sets you up for the next day definitely like with the rest especially and getting your food in you know in the evening and getting hydrated too throughout the day remembering a water bottle that kind of stuff that's really going to be helpful yeah and i think
0: I think creating routines for coaches and parents is the same thing as well. It's so incredibly important. As a coach, I have to be able to have a routine and be prepared for a game because if I just show up and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know who we're playing. I think this is probably what we're gonna run. This is probably how it's gonna go. I'm not like I'm I'm not prepared to put my players in the right position. So it's the same thing with the coaches. Like, I need to make sure that. The day before, the week before, when I find out the schedule, I need to make sure that I'm paying attention to what's going to happen. Make sure I have the right lineup that I need, and make sure everybody's in the right positions. Um, If you're not prepared for it, then you're setting yourself and your team up for failure. Um, And parents, it's the same thing. You can create a routine that can also enhance and help your athletes. Um, You know your athlete's schedule, so create a routine that's going to maybe boost them a little, maybe help them remember that they, this night before, they need to make sure all of their uniforms are out, their water bottles, their shoes, their whatever, everything's up and ready um, so that they they don't have to worry about that or that they can still worry about it, but they have a backbone, they have a support. And that's And that's
2: where, you know, we used to Get with you guys before games and say, okay, do you, you know, is your uniform clean? You know, if you had a game tonight and then you have a game tomorrow, let's go get it in the washer and let's make sure that, you know, you got your shoes out, your socks out. And so the parents, you know, especially for the, the high, you know, middle school, high school age kids, you know, setting and teaching them that routine early will help them when they get into college, when they go, you know, when they get into life and, you know, understanding that routines help so much. And so I think,
1: you know, parents are where we have to start and then it just becomes a circle. I remember like when my kids were younger in those that age group, they would have a kid would come home with them after school. And we had these baskets where they'd put their backpacks so that we could get, if they had any papers they had to put them in a certain area. So I'd sign them and, and you know, get them off in their rooms. They would have a certain place, like a certain drawer or basket that they would have their uniform, you know, Mm -hmm. for during the week, you'd have a practice uniform, then you'd have your official uniform, right? And I remember this one um, mom said, hey, um, Andrew said, he come over to my laundry room. And I said, okay, like that night was picking up my son. And she goes, he told me I had to get a basket here for his Uh, backpack because he liked how prepared everybody was at your house Mm -hmm. and I went oh my goodness isn't that something that that got passed on to other people and when kids come over they see you know the framework that you have for it's for studying it's for you know getting good grades while you're you know being an athlete at the same time it's hard to do both I mean it takes a lot of commitment and a lot of planning and having these routines set up to where it can launch you into not having to worry about things on that day. Yeah, you know? You're,
2: you're setting your kids up for success instead of, you know, just yeah. a chaotic, bring it in. And I don't know where my papers are. I don't know where, what I'm supposed to be doing tomorrow, you know, and the parents adding on top of that frustration because they don't know what you're supposed to be doing either. And so, yeah, do you, you've created your, you set your kids up for success because you created that routine for them.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I loved, I absolutely loved how we had it always set up. I mean, tournament weekends, I knew when I woke up, dad was going to have breakfast ready for me. We were going to talk about the game. We were going to get a little bit pumped. We're going to make sure I eat a good breakfast, but not heavy. Check all of our stuff, triple check everything. And like, the Like, it was a whole preparation of the morning, the night before, making sure you go to bed early. And I, I loved how it was so easily, like, implemented. Like, it was just, like, natural for us. I mean, we were very close all the time anyways, and we always did so many things together regardless. But, like, it was so nice. I knew it's game day. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have a good breakfast. Dad's going to have snacks, so we're going to get in the car. We're going to drive. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have a good time. We're going to get pumped. Like it was always it was the same thing every single weekend or every single game day, too. And it was so important to me because I knew those days that I woke up and breakfast wasn't ready or maybe we were running behind. Like those days made me feel anxious and made me feel unprepared. Like, oh, am I forgetting stuff? Am I forgetting stuff? But when we took that time and had that same routine, I always felt like I was prepared and ready for those games.
1: You know what's interesting? My um, husband was a coach for like Little League. He did, you know, coached him all the way through like All Stars and that sort of thing. And he had these routines for the kids before they would go out on the field. He would take back in the day a boombox, right? Um, <laughs> and he would play like something really fun, like maybe Crazy Train or some, some sort of a fire up song. And he would have all the kids come in and they would play that. And it would kind of almost psych out the other team too, but um, they would all put their hands in and say, go team, that kind of thing. And a couple of weeks ago, we were at a memorial service and there, um, a friend of ours had passed away. And a lot of the kids that he had coached then came up to him and were telling him, I, you really made like these routines kind of fun before we went out and played a game. It was like, we expected something, you know, that would be kind of fun to get us all, you know, fired up and started. And um, we had like 12 kids come up and, and say these things. It was really amazing. And these kids are like all 30 years old now. That's awesome. um, and they can still remember back in the day, you know, how, you know, we tried to set them up to go for, to push forward like that. It's really kind of a neat thing. It is. Get- gunned up like your dad was doing Allie. (laughs) yeah
0: absolutely I mean I think routines last forever like I know that when we're going on a trip this is how I I think I my routine when we're setting it, like getting ready for a trip or something is exactly the same as how it was when I was at home I'm gonna make a good breakfast I'm gonna make sure everything we're gonna triple check all of our packing everything's by the door we're going through our lists I mean it's it was. it's the routines that stick with you and they stick with you forever, whether you created the routine or it's something you grew up with. And I think that's super, super important to be able to keep that routine. And yeah, you're gonna have to adjust. Yeah, I've had to adjust my own routines because I, I'm living a very different life than when I was a kid. Um, so of course I'm gonna have to adjust, but I still have like my base of my routine that's usually the same for most everything I do.
1: I think setting, um, setting these things up really, and people will, you know, oh, I don't want to have a routine. Say for instance, somebody might say that to you, but even if you say you don't have a routine, you, you really do. <laughs> you can't just say you don't have one because whatever you're doing, it, it's a routine and if it's, it's you or to, not, <laughs> you get to be in charge of it. And so you can tweak it to help yourself, and you can also tweak it to not help yourself. So you get to be the uh, driver of that and in control.
0: Yeah. And I think that's it's the same as like.
1: habits, too. Sorry, mm-hmm.
0: mom, what? No, I just was saying that's a good point. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as habits. You might be like, oh, I want to create these new habits, but you have all these old, bad habits that are making these new ones you're wanting to create impossible. So You have to be able to adjust and you have to understand, I have habits already and I have created these bad habits because I've just kept doing them over and over and over again, whether I was conscious of it or not. But now I'm trying to create these new ones. So how am I going to use these new ones and have them overpower my old habits?
1: All all, it all starts with just doing it on a daily basis, whatever you have set up and making sure that you just repeat, rinse and repeat.
0: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Yeah. And that's, and that's how habits get created. You know, we just have to, but it's, it's hard to, you know, they say, oh, it takes 21 days to create a habit. Well, it's an everyday thing. You have to mentally be ready for it every day. And so if you're make your routine in the night. Okay. I'm going to think about what, what I need to accomplish tomorrow to create that habit. What am I creating tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow and get up in the morning and be like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But it's a constant mindset of, I want to do this. It's so easy to get out of that. So easy to say, oh, I don't feel good today. Or, oh, I don't want to, but if we can stop for a second in the morning and say, Maybe I don't feel good, but I'm going to still complete it as best as I can because I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to get better.
0: And I think it's pretty amazing when you like the night before, so I'm like, okay, I have to get this, 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 and this done, or I want to be up by this time, whether I set an alarm or not, I've already mentally prepared myself. I have to get these things done. I want to be up at this time. I'm setting my internal clock. And for me, I know how much that works, whether the morning I wake up and I don't want to get up or not. I know like I wake up because I said the night before I'm going to get up at eight o'clock. Whether my alarm went off or not, sometimes I wake up at 745 because that internal clock is ready because I've already prepared myself. So if you start and you just prepare yourself that night before, especially mentally, then i i think that anybody can be super successful and it can be an easier transition to create those new routines and those new habits
1: yeah absolutely and i think too nobody likes to you know wake up in the morning come on the bed feels good you know it's <laughs> nice and warm to yourself out it's all cozy i mean nobody wants to wake up in the morning but you do it because you want to be a winner you want it to be that way. You don't want to just lay in bed all day. So the difference between being successful and not is just getting up. There's no get one, it no one wants <laughs> to.
2: <laughs> Make the choice to get it done.
0: Plain and simple. Go out and oh, get it, do it. Make the choice to done. get it done. Absolutely. Does anybody have any final thoughts that they want to share?
1: I do. When I was speaking with my son last night, he said, uh, uh, prepare, but don't, once you get to the practice or to the game, don't overthink it. Have fun. Just have fun. Remember, it's just a game. That's what he told me.
0: Absolutely. Two things I was always raised with was have fun and work hard if you're not having fun then why are you here that's the point of it it, it is a game overall it is a game so it, just understand that the fun is all that matters truly agreed well glennis thank you so much for joining us um, we're really happy to have you here had some really great um, experiences and opinions on your routines and how, um, our athletes and coaches and parents can all, you know, gain those solid routines and how they can support one another. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And everyone, please don't forget to like, and subscribe below. Check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our website, our website to get our workbook. Please go on there and get one. They're waiting for you. (laughs) www.letstalkpma.com. Go check it out. We'll see you all next week.